0: that you can live your version of an epic and rich life. Hello, welcome to this episode. And today we are going to be talking all about market research and how we might be using it in the wrong way. So I have done episodes before on market research and some of the more like strategic practical ways to go about it. But today I'm doing something a little different and we're talking about an angle of market research that's a little bit intangible and a little bit more about this like energetic emotional creative inspirational piece that is really important to understand so that you can use market research in the right way without using it as a tool for sabotaging innovation okay so that's kind of like the thesis statement for where we're going. And I'm going to start with the story. So, in 2020, I got a group together. It was a controlled group. They were who I suspected were my ideal clients in the sense that they all wanted to build a business. They were all service providers or digital product providers. They were very entrepreneurial and they identified as female and they were in the age range and parts of the world that I knew that my ideal clients were kind of hanging out in. So it was a great group for me to get really important information, and I kind of did the wrong thing with it in a way. So that's where this wisdom is coming to you from because only now, three years later, do I realize how I could have handled things differently or how I could have received the data differently. So what happened was I had this controlled group and I basically had two concepts for a new product that I wanted to launch. And from these two products that I wanted to launch, I was heavily attached to one of the concepts over the other. So the one really was like my imagination run wild. It was very connected to my values. It was deeply exciting for me as like the leader of a vision to bring to life and I was so gung-ho about it. The second was something that I'd seen kind of be done in the market that I knew people identified with wanting and I knew I could make it a slam dunk and I knew I could enjoy doing it. I just wasn't like as emotionally invested in it. It was just more of like a business decision. Like I knew that one would probably do really well. There was a lot of evidence for it. And at the time in the market, it was just kind of a perfect fit. So I had these two concepts and my goal was for the market research to show me how much wiggle room I had to bring innovation to a concept and to disrupt the market in a way that I really wanted to do not because I wanted to be disruptive, but just because I had this idea for something that I was really excited about. I didn't see it in the market yet. And I I thought that it would be really interesting to assess how a control group would receive it. So I bring these concepts to the group and I get the feedback. And the feedback is that the second concept is much more attractive to them and like not even just like a little bit by like I think it was almost a hundred percent so I think there was like one or two people that were kind of being kind about it and they are like yeah I could see like the inklings of that vision and I could see how that might be something I would like but also this is like way more where I'm at And so I basically took that data and I discarded my first concept and I said, okay, well, the market has spoken. I thought this was a great idea. I thought this was an awesome, interesting concept, but I guess I'm wrong. Like the market has spoken really loudly, really clearly, and here we are. So from that market research, I birthed an offer in my business that has done really, really well. And I've enjoyed it. I've loved it. I think it's, it's been an amazing asset to my business, to my community, to my clients. And it hasn't had the, the depth and the, the like really long-term sustainable wisdom piece as much as I would have liked it to because it just isn't long enough as a container. And so it gets people amazing results. 100% of people who've gone through that program love it. Would say that they would refer their friends to it. Like it's just been a slam dunk of an offer. People are obsessed with it and I've really loved loved running it. And there's this other part of me that's always been like I really want to do more holding of clients. You know, like when I talk about the intimacy and the one-on-one work that I really love, I want to do more of that that holding energetically like giving people a place to be held helping them tap into the somatic experience of entrepreneurship in a different way help them to connect to their power in a different way and yes still talk about strategy still talk about marketing still talk about mindset still talk about systems and all these amazing things that are important but I really craved going deeper into a really immersive really awesome powerful somatic experience for like nervous system regulation and embodied wisdom and like holding different frequencies in the body, right? Like there's just all this intangible stuff that I've really, really wanted to play with more in a in a group container because I certainly introduced those in in my one-on-ones. But in terms of like an offer that I could really scale and that I could really get behind, that's what I've been really craving. So fast forward to 2023. And I kind of throw this out at my mentor, and I I share it with her, and she's like obsessed with it. And I start talking about it with a few people, and they're obsessed with it. And all of a sudden, I'm getting very, very different feedback from 2020. And so it's like wild to me how all of a sudden, like this concept that did not get the feedback I was hoping for in 2020 is now getting like really, really powerful, amazing feedback in the market in 2023, three years later. And it got me thinking about a couple things. One is sometimes people are not ready for your idea. And we have to remember that as the person who's come up with an idea, who's come up with a vision, who is really excited about it, we have to learn to really paint the story. We have to paint the picture and and tell people in a way that they can feel it if they can't yet see it. And when I was doing my market research, I wasn't doing that. I was really having like a one-dimensional kind of approach to it, you know, question-answer kind of thing. I wasn't painting the picture fully for the first concept that I really loved. And so naturally with the second concept, which had more evidence in the marketplace, there was more familiarity with it, there was language people understood, that was naturally going to be the one that they were drawn to because it made sense, right? And so this is the first lesson. When you're doing market research, make it make sense to people so that they can give you feedback that actually helps you because oftentimes for us to really be leaders in an industry, we have to bring things to the market that maybe are not yet understood maybe there's no familiarity with maybe they're just done in a radically different way and so people won't get it unless you make it make sense and if you don't make it make sense you can't then take their feedback as it's a bad idea because you haven't really done the deep diving into what would make it a good idea for them okay so that was the first thing that I've learned now is that market research is so much more than like a question-answer kind of thing. And we have to be really diligent at painting the whole picture when we're bringing something new to the market that's very unfamiliar. The second thing is, sometimes people are just not ready to receive that kind of offer from you. So obviously, in three years, I have grown tremendously. I have evolved as a brand. I've evolved as a coach. I've evolved as an entrepreneur. I've grown up in different ways and the people in my community have been me- alongside me in that journey, right? Like they're older, their season of life has changed. They've had more life experience. We've all literally gone through a pandemic that globally has changed the way we see things and altered belief systems and values and things like that. Like there's been very core things that have happened in the world that now makes the landscape different. And so maybe the 2023 feedback I'm getting is also because people are just ready to receive that kind of offer from me now, and maybe they weren't ready to receive it from me three years ago. Maybe they couldn't put the two together. And then the third thing that I want to speak to outside of this timing and allowing yourself to grow into a vision is the experience of not being afraid to try something new, even if you don't have evidence that it will work. You know, the market research really is not the be all end all of every decision that we make in our business, and it can't be. I love this concept, and there's a quote, and I'm, I'm not going to even try to attempt the quote because I'll misspeak. But the concept from Ford, Henry Ford, the Henry Ford, is something that has always stuck with me, right? So if In the days of before we had a car, before we had vehicles on wheels and things like that, and there was horse and carriage, if you had gone to that market and you had said, hey, I would love your feedback and how I can improve your experience of going from A to B, they would have given you feedback on a horse and carriage kind of experience. They would not have given you feedback on something that they could not even imagine in their minds. Like a car was not even something in their worldview, you know? And so sometimes we're bringing things to the market that have not been done before. We've seen this with Apple. We've seen this with the iPod. We've seen this with the iPhone. We've seen this with text messaging and email and all these other technological advancements that people said were crazy to the people that were doing it before, right? Like, the people that were presenting the ideas before they came to life they were like oh that doesn't make sense that'll never work you're crazy what about a tv right a tv in your house where people sit and watch a show that's crazy that'll never work until we actually do it until we give people the experience until we allow the culture to receive an innovative idea we can't quit on the dream ourselves we can't quit on the vision and that is part of being an entrepreneur is that risk taking. It's taking a risk and allowing our ideas to be innovative and allowing people to see a vision that we can see even if they don't yet get it because, as I've said multiple times, they're not familiar with it yet. So these are the parts of market research that I really want to share with you because ultimately, if you want to stand out in 2024 or 2025 and if you want to keep having a business grow and evolve and adapt, over the next few years, decades, whatever it is, we have to be willing to innovate. We have to innovate. We have to be seen as thought leaders. And that just fundamentally at its core requires a level of risk. And sometimes I see people really clinging to these concepts, market research, and data, and feedback, and all of that stuff, which I'm not at all minimizing. It's all important. It tells us a story. It's wonderful. And also, sometimes I think they give it more meaning than it has because there are these other human components to market research that we really have to account for. And not only do we have to account for it, we also have to give ourselves permission to receive the data and still do what we want to do, to still take that risk, to still try something that we don't know is going to work you know the best entrepreneurs really have failed multiple multiple times they're not afraid to say they've failed and they're not afraid to, afraid to fail again in the future because ultimately that is how we learn when we're innovating and that's how we innovate and disrupt and that's how we create brands that are recognizable in a sea of the noise i really love thinking about market research in terms of feedback but also in terms of innovation How can we look at the market research as data? And also, how can we look at the market research as part of the vision, as feedback for the vision, as a story for how we can innovate, for an invitation to do things differently? So that's really what I want to leave you with today. And I encourage you to really sit with these questions and to think about how are you innovating? Where are you afraid to fail? How are you being a thought leader in your industry? Where are you disrupting? Where can you disrupt more? Where are you afraid to go all in on your vision? What are you holding on to as security for certainty? And how is that keeping you small? Okay, thank you so much for being here this week I will be back in here next week and I hope I'm you Robin an Gooding and you've been listening day. to the profitable way podcast you can follow me on instagram at robin.gooding and join the facebook community through the link in my instagram bio it would mean the world to me if you would subscribe rate and review this episode so that I can continue to share this message with other entrepreneurs looking to pursue their dream online I hope you'll join in next week for another episode and I hope that you always remember that the best is yet to come.